The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Hi guys, Mac and I, I team from the, the Big power. Footy Port Adelaide podcast here, coming to you with a bit of a podcast special this evening. Rick was able to have a chat with Port Adelaide centre-half back, an all-round legend, Jackson Trengo, this afternoon. Uh, to find out a bit of, uh, of what makes him tick away from footy. Um, not only that, keep listening to find out how you can get a discount off of Jackson's new clothing label, Shryla Clothing. Here is the interview. Well, so I'm here with Port Adelaide's Jackson Trangove. Uh, I'm volunteering his time for the big footy and the fan community. Jackson, how are you going? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for um, speaking to me today. It should be, um, should be good. Yeah, and thanks for, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask you, and I've got a few fan questions as well, was um, um, I wanted to take you back to when you were drafted in 2008. Um, and you had to come over. You would have been, what, 18? Yeah, just 18. I think I was um, about two weeks. I just turned 18 for two weeks, so I was pretty pretty young. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, probably going into the draft, I um, I had a feeling that I was going to the Crows. So the Crows uh, had picked 10. I was um, actually ripped my hamstring off the fibula, so I couldn't move my foot at that stage. So I was sort of, um, yeah, I just wasn't sure, but I had a feeling I was coming to Adelaide. And the day of the draft, um, they said, no, we're not, not going to take you. So um, my manager came up to me. Um, we were actually at the draft, and then it was sort of open again. So um, for me, it was... Um, yeah, it was an interesting one. I had to, had to obviously move over to Adelaide. I mean, the, the club does a really good job with it all with, um, you know, host families and um, looking after you when you come over here and you stay with a player. I, I got to stay with Alipato, who turns out to be one of my best mates um, afterwards. So, I mean, the club does a, a really good job with that, but just moving away from family and friends that you've, you know, grown up with and, and lived with for, for your whole life. Um, and at such a young age, 17, 18, um, having to move away from mum and dad, I mean, that's probably the, the hardest thing, and people don't realise that these young kids are having to do that and then going to try and start up their you know, profession, which is, you know, it takes a lot to, to, to play AFL footy, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a great experience, it's a great challenge, and probably at the start, I, I, hated, I hated it over here, I didn't like living away from mum, I didn't like living with another family that wasn't my actual family, so... I probably didn't settle in until I moved in with Chad Corns, who was he was massive for me to to be able to live with him and see how he operates because he was just a, a professional. He was you know super hard trainer and he was a super hard player. So he was a, he was a superstar of our club and um, you know you, you you slowly you, you quickly work out why he was so such a good player and, and mm. such a hard um, hard unit. So um, living with him was great and then obviously being able to branch out on my own now and you know have my own place in Adelaide. I think really you know. Makes you makes you feel like you you're here, and I actually enjoy Adelaide more than what I would Melbourne now. And having my family come over here and stay at my house, and um, you know, come to the games on weekends because Dad always loves coming over. I don't think he's missed a, missed a home game in Adelaide. So, mm. I mean, Dad loves to get over, and we're very very fortunate as a family that he's he's able to do that with his job and and come over and watch um, you know now at Adelaide Oval, which is one of the, the greatest stadiums um, in Australia. So. It's uh, it's all good now, but it was tough at the start, and I think a lot of young boys probably you don't realise the struggle that they go through, and you know being homesick, and you know I was only from Melbourne, which is an, an hour plane ride. Some of these blokes were from Perth or Jake Unido's in the middle of Australia. I mean, it's a lot harder for them because it takes you know Jake 
half a day to get home, if if not more. So it's it's pretty easy for me to get home if I need to get home or um, family to come over if they need to come over. Well, it's no different to really driving a Victor Harbour, is it? No, exactly. I mean, uh, the, the airport's quick um, around the corner, so you just quickly jump on a plane and, and you're home within two hours. So it's 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 pretty easy, Melbourne. I'm lucky that Adelaide's so close and you know, I mm. love the beaches in Adelaide and love the lifestyle of, of Adelaide, nice and relaxed. And obviously the, the, the supporters are very passionate about their footy, which, um, which is mm. great. So how long do you reckon it took you to transition from sort of resenting it to actually being comfortable here? And I guess why was why was why did that change sort of with Chad? Is it just because he was a relaxed character, or yeah, I think so. I think um, I mean Chad knew so many people in Adelaide and um, was obviously was obviously you know set up with his house. Um, I think that was the the most important thing. I think um, you know he showed me a different side of football. Like you've got your football lifestyle, but then he's got a lot of friends outside footy, which is which was good to, to meet them and then obviously see your lifestyle because it's not all about footy, you've got to, you've got to live as well. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just probably at the start of it. It probably took me two or three years to get really settled into Adelaide and, um, you know, I was homesick. And, you know, we weren't going so well in those, those years, so we were struggling. So um, I think now you come into the club and we've got such a, a great culture at the footy club, hopefully a winning, winning culture. And... Um, yeah, it, makes it, it makes it a lot easier where when you are losing, you, you do start to think, should I go back home to family yeah. or, or this and that. So can you, sounds like someone wants to come in and uh, have a play. I think my little, um, little I say little, he's 55 kilo, he's got a Rottweiler, <laughs> so he's, um, he's uh, he can obviously hear us talking, so he's, he's pretty keen to go he's for pe- a walk, I think. Keen to go to the beach or something? Yeah, I think he, um, I normally take him down every day, so he's probably due to go down for a bit of a walk, so. Yeah, yeah. so could you appreciate the players that, that can't transition and need to move back home, or or you were able to make that evolution yourself, and you can't, you don't relate to it really, or oh, I don't think many nowadays with the, I mean, definitely our football club. I can probably only talk from our football club, but we do it so well as a football club with you know development um, coaches. I mean, we've got Marcus Drum, who's a player of welfare. We had Stuart Cochran, who was you know he's he's second to none at that sort of stuff of keeping players and making them welcome and. Really getting blokes sorted, so I don't think nowadays you'd lose too many blokes to being homesick, um, especially with the culture of our footy club and you know this, the staff that we've got. We've got you know some great coaches: Ken, um, Michael Voss, Josh Carr, Matthew Nix. I mean, you, we've we've got that sort of side of things all down pat. I mean, going back three or four years ago, where we you know probably didn't have the the money side of things at the footy club, we're probably a bit under resourced and we weren't going well. I mean, mm. you know, I can see why players would leave, but now. I couldn't see many blokes leaving because of homesickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to stay for the opportunity. Um, so we had a few people want to ask um, some questions. I, I won't say their name except for Fleur. Fleur, uh, who I chat to a bit on Facebook, wanted to know if you would uh, date her, even though she's about to get married. Fleur, I, I don't know what Fleur looks like. I'd have to have a good um, good scope out on Instagram or um, Facebook or... Um, something like that, and um, well, her last name's Hughes, so well, you can go, go I'll, I'll, I'll suss that out, mate, and um, hopefully she's not set on private on Instagram, so we can see a few photos, and um, we'll see how we go from there. <laughs> and uh, I was a bit ashamed to ask this question on behalf of Macca, but he wanted to know what sort of tea you would be if you would choose a, a tea, and I didn't think that was very manly, so I thought mate, he, he suggested maybe what beer would be the uh, uh. choice. Cup of tea, I'd probably be a green tea because I like drinking it so much. It's very relaxing, but um, you know, maybe a beer. I'd probably be a, just just your stock standard VB, which is you know just a, a hard nosed 
Jeez, that's a working class beer. A hard-nosed beer that gets the job done, I suppose. It's um, it's nothing special, but it's uh, people relate to it and people like it, I suppose. Oh, I don't know about that one, Jason. Victorians do, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the Four X Summer is not a bad beer. The low carb beer. It's got West End. Um, it's got West End covered the VB. All the <laughs> I reckon they're they're both sort of at the bottom of the beer chain. Uh, Elaine wanted to know about the uh, the Greyhounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, what you want to know about them? How's it going? <laughs> I thought, lucky she's not asking me about the live baiting or something. No, no. Well, uh, Greyhounds, uh, ours is retired, so it won um, 30, I think, starts out of yeah. 45 or something. So we, had, right. we had a great road show with her, Cunley Layla. Yeah. It was a, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And it was, it's probably not only the, you know, the boys going out to the track, but actually at the club where, you know, the boys that aren't involved don't give us stuff about it, but then the boys that do are... Kenny would always, because Kenny was involved in it, Kenny would put it up on the screen after it won and the mm. boys were starting to, you know, it was a, it was a good running joke with everyone that, that went on. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, um, it's done now, but we'll, uh, we'll probably eventually get another one and, again. and watch it go around, which is, which is good. You weren't involved to horses? No, nah, never. I think, no. um, I think Greyhounds is my, um, my go. I mean, I enjoy watching them, but there's less cost in, in Greyhounds. There's no risk. And, um, obviously the horses is a, is a big money game, but, um, yeah, no, I'll just stay at the greyhounds. Favourite sport outside of footy? Um, probably NFL. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a 49ers fan. Um, we didn't have a great season this year, but um, it's interesting um, going over to America at the end of the season and just seeing different sporting and the way they go about it. I was lucky enough to go into Boston and, and watch them um, train and do their weights and, and watch a few of their games and meet you know, Rajan Rondo and Jeff mm. Green, who were some, some big names and... I mean, it's totally different over there. They're on 12, 14 million a year. We're, we're our top players on maybe one or two million, which is, mm. uh, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I enjoy my basketball and, and NFL. Yeah, yeah. And um, your favourite... Someone wanted a, a quick review of your favourite musician or album. Yeah, I was just saying, there's not many albums that you, you sort of listen to any, anymore. Yeah. I think you, nowadays you just... You know, your songs are... I'm, I, I like house music or, hard, you know, hard... Um, house music so I'm a bit different the boys sort of stir me up in, in the change room and yeah. when I whack it on in the gym it's pretty pretty hard I think me and Daniel Flynn were the only ones that sort of enjoyed it yeah. um, but I do like Chris Brown and his album's pretty pretty good so you don't really pay attention to when I'm posting up the old Queen music no actually or... I was you know my dad my dad was um, very big on teaching me the you know the way that real music is is what he called it which yeah. is you know um, instruments and, and singing where nowadays it's all computerised and yeah. And all this sort of um, stuff. So, I mean, I, you know, I like your. Um, my first ever concert was Brian Adams, so it was. Uh, you know, I've been to to Meatloaf with Dad. I've been to. Um, what else have we been to? Oh, just a heap of those those yeah. old school bands, and, and, I, like, and I love the yeah. Counting Crows and uh, yeah, yeah. you know stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not oblivious to all the all the good music, and as as the people would say, but um, yeah, I do prefer um, the modern day stuff now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still I can, I'm still stuck in the nineties. I really get trapped in the uh, what you grow up with. That's why you always fall back always, to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll probably as as I said, I like like the anthems, but I like like hip hop, R and B, and stuff like that too. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty um, I'm pretty relaxed with my music. I, everyone's different, and yeah. I'll probably enjoy a bit of everything. I'm not just stuck on the the one genre. And can you dispel a, dispel a myth that's circulating, which is clearly not true, and especially a good mate of mine, Shane Prince, has started this one, and uh, and Al Carlton as well. They, 
they think that I'm a, a stalker of yours. Can you, can you confirm that? Well, Al, I did actually catch him in my um, out the front in my garden one day um, <laughs> with the binoculars into my bedroom. So I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if that's stalking, <laughs> but um, it was pretty uncomfortable. Hey, I was looking for a contact lens. A contact, right? yeah, yeah, I had to ring the police. So it was, um, it was, <laughs> nah, no, no, we're uh, we're all good. It's um, it's a good relationship. Good work, and. I wanted to talk to you as well. Get it, you can correct me on it. You you like to be affiliated with a a charity that's brain injury, brain sporting injury. Yes, awareness? We're, we're, I'm the, I'm I'm the ambassador of the brain injury awareness, which is a a week that they have um, every year where they like, they try and raise a lot of awareness for brain injury. So it's not just sporting injuries. I mean, we um, they are starting to get in that, but it's car accidents and um, all the stuff that um, you can get brain injury from. It's, it's a great organisation where they're they're raising um, you know awareness around the world and around Australia to, to try and just get that out there to um, you know people aren't aren't really aware of some of the stuff that goes on and the the people that have got to be rehabilitated and um, yeah so it's been a, a good organisation which I'm just about to um, step up and do some some more stuff with them in the in the coming weeks um, because I think brain injury awareness week is not far mm. away so. Um, yeah, I enjoy helping out different charities. I've I've been um, I've done some stuff with the Sammy D Foundation, which is a, a good organisation, and um, obviously Trav does his stuff in with the um, the cancer. So yeah. I mean, most of the boys are we're lucky because we're in a position where we're able to help others um, with with the job that we're in, and um, you know the profile we've got. It's a, it's it's a good. Um, it's, it's a good life being able to help others, and mm. you know we get a lot of satisfaction out of it. But I'm sure they do as well. So what did what made you? What was the connection with the the brain brain injury? I didn't really have a, any connection. I was sort of just looking at some um, some different organisations that were weren't as um, out there as what mm. you know some of the big ones that are raising lots of money and and able to you know survive. Where um, my theory is to to help ones that are a bit. Um, uh, not, 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 yeah, not yeah. as well out there as, yeah. as what some of the big ones are. So, yeah. um, if we can get them any sort of publicity, I think last week we were able to get them, you know, one of their beanies in the press press conference in um, heading into one of the big games, which was which was pretty cool. And um, yeah, just get the name out there a little bit and, and just so people can work out what they do and, and who they help, which is fantastic. I guess it must be hard for, for you being a public figure um, because you would get a lot of requests, I guess, from people and uh, you can't help everyone and, and do everything. So it becomes a bit of a challenge at times, I'd imagine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, if there's any way we can help out, we sort of love to do it. Obviously, we've got to train full-time mm. as well, which makes it even harder. But, um, yeah, it's, it does... They do pile up, but you just try and help as many as you can. Obviously, you, you get some requests that are a bit ridiculous and you know impossible to do. But um, yeah, if there's any way that we can we can sort of help out, the boys are, are terrific and don't get enough credit for for what they do. Not that we want the credit, but it's uh, you know everyone just sees us as, as footballers and they love to spot out when you're doing something wrong. But the amount of um, good stuff that these boys do in mm. the community and. Um, helping out charities and, and people, um, you know, they put a lot of smiles on people's faces, which I think is, um, which is awesome. Absolutely. And it's good to see that you support me with the Teal Guernsey. You, you liked it? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was um, it was something different. I think um, the white Guernsey's, uh, you know, I don't look very good in the white Guernsey, so I'm obviously <laughs> not going to try on the Teal, so... Um, I'll hopefully get my hands on my number twelve teal Guernsey and um, and I might try it on in the bedroom and just um, just suss it out for, for hopefully um, years to come. Hopefully, I love the idea of having something different in the NAB Cup and then um, yeah. and then obviously you play in your in your main one. But 
the jumpers that we've got now are, are, are pretty spot on. I reckon our black home one's um, awesome. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's something that's, um, you know, very strong and, and very representative, as, as poor people would, would love, I would have thought. See, I thought I'd ask you that question because we can sort of... Um, Segway that into your you're a bit of a fashion guru now, aren't you? And you you've started yeah. the, your own clothing brand. Yeah, I don't know about fashion guru, but um, yeah, I've always enjoyed I've always enjoyed um, clothes and, and t-shirts and um, you know, yeah, it's something that that I've taken a fair bit of interest into, and I've just started up my um, my label Shiloh Clothing, which is which has been awesome. It's uh, it started really well. Um, Obviously, we're, we're we're building brand, but um, yeah, it's it's something different. I think Adelaide, coming from Melbourne, I think Melbourne's a you know probably a few years ahead of, of Melbourne's fashion and, and what we what we have in Adelaide. We don't have a lot of men's clothing that um, you know is really big, and, and I think that's an area where you know we should we should have the the opportunity to to have good fashion and, and wear good clothes. I think that um, you know I always feel better when you when you whack on a new t shirt or mm. you know a nice shirt or, or whatever it be. So. Um, yeah, our goal is to, to bring um, you know affordable fashion into to Adelaide. I think um, you know we've started really well. We've been pretty basic with just t-shirts and starting to get some hoodies. But um, by the end of it, hopefully we'll have a, a massive range. And um, yeah, it's it's something good. Uh, it's good for me to get my um, head away from football on my days off or, mm. or time off. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great opportunity and it's, it's great fun as well. So why where did the name Shyla come from? Well, I have to tell you, I have to kill you. Uh, no, we did a lot of um, experimentation with the name, and um, Shiloh actually was brother and, and family, an American Indian, which yeah. um, which we, we really looked into. And you know, we, I'm actually doing it with one of my best mates, um, Harry Grigg, who's a he's a graphic designer and, and a model. So um, you know, with the brother sort of situation there, where we you know he he lives in my house, and we spend a lot of time mm-hmm. together. So. We're very family orientated people, and it just sort of fitted in really well with um, with what we sort of wanted, and it was a cool name, something different um, mm. that really stood out, and, and something that people can relate to. Uh, eventually, hopefully, we'll do a, a bit of a DVD or a, a little bit of a um, clip where we show you know where it comes from, and and people. That's probably the most common question we get about it is where it comes from. But yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a little bit behind it, but there's uh, obviously a fair bit of detail. And, we take a little bit of a bit of inspiration out of the name of, of, of some of our designs that we come up with, and all the designs are, are done by Harry and myself. They're not just made up off the mm. off the internet or whatever. They they've been drawn up, and um, you know, a fair bit of time goes into it, but it's great fun. Because I saw you last year, you, had, you wanted that picture done with the uh, the American Indian uh, with the feathers. You, yeah, so you I've know. got a I've got a fair bit of art through my house. Uh, as I said to you before, just the you know I like helping out local. You know, artists or um, mm. local people that are doing some stuff. We've got some people coming into our Shiloh headquarters to do some, um, you know, different promotions and um, just to get their brand off the off the um, off the ground as well. I think that's a, a great way to help the the community and, and, and people. I think everyone needs an opportunity, and if, if I can help in, in any way, I think that's that's pretty cool. And mm. um, yeah, some of the artwork I've got um, some stuff in my, my house from Mike Sanders, who's an awesome Adelaide artist. Um, and all mine's you know custom done, so I go to him and say I want something like this, and he makes you know one of one, which is which is pretty cool. I'm, I like to be unique and different, where not mm. everyone can have the the same thing, which yeah. is probably a little bit flowing into our, our clothes, where we're going to have a lot of limited prints, where you know there might be twenty five or fifty made, and then that's it, rather mm. than you know the whole of Australia having the same t shirt, and you walk into the same joint, and yeah, everyone's yeah. got the same stuff. So it'll be a bit different that way, where we we have a lot of limited stuff or um, one offs, where. Only you'll have it, which will be pretty cool. Excellent. And so the, 
I guess ultimately down the track you might look at being a, a national chain or getting or getting national exposure, so to speak. But at the moment, it's an online presence for most people. Yes, we're online at the moment. Um, www.shylaclothing.com.au, which is um, yeah, it's basically just online. Eventually, we will venture out to some shops, but we're going to be pretty picky with with where we go and and what we do with it. We don't want to sort of just um, you know go into it too quickly or, or too soon. Um, we want to be really um, specific with what we do and, and make it really precise. And um, yeah, that, that'll be down the track. Hopefully, next summer we'll have some in, into some um, some shops or maybe even our own shop if, if all goes well. That'd be awesome. It's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think it's just something to look forward to and something you can build on. And uh, you know, I've already learned a fair bit about how to start up a business and how to run a business just mm. through this little adventure, which um, which is cool because I mean, a lot of our time is spent with footy and. Um, you know, some boys don't actually get to you know venture out, and I think um, you know Port Adelaide does it really well, where they push their players to to go and do some study, or mm. um, you know start the the, the boys Travis and Robbie have got the Mosley down at at Glenelg, so there's a lot of um, business opportunities for us, but it's about picking what's right for you and mm. and um, and going with it and having a crack. I think you know I sat back there for a year and thinking should I have a crack at it or shouldn't shouldn't I, and then mm. by the end of it I just bit the bullet and said you may as well, like so. Probably, Probably I wish I'd done it, you know, started 12 months ago, but, mm. um, you know, better late than never. Absolutely. I mean, it's always, doesn't matter what business it is, it's always a courageous step to do it because you always got people telling you, what are you doing that for and why would you? But, I mean, once you started, it's great. But I think for you, it probably gives you a bit of work-life balance as well, doesn't it? It's like a hobby and a passion and it takes you away from just the 24-7 of football. Yeah, I think that's the the main thing for me. I mean, if it goes well, it goes goes well, which is a bonus. But for me, it's probably just about getting my head out of football life and into the, the real world, so, mm. um, so to th- so, such a thing. I mean, we we probably live in a bubble a little bit too much, and um, I mean, we train hard, work hard, and do a lot of stuff um, out there. Um, but we do have a great job, and I'm very fortunate. But um, yeah, just to get my head away from footy and a bit away the daily grind of you know meetings and um, mm. you know, always footy, footy, footy. It's it's a good way to think outside the box and, and put your head into something different. Yeah, that's great. And I, you said you you were going to be very generous and, and give the, the the supporters and the listeners of Big Footy and Facebook that follow us um, uh, a promo code or something to get a bit of. Little bit of discount on the Shire. Yeah, we'll we'll, um, we'll set up a code, um, and I'll we'll, we'll obviously have it underneath um, underneath the, the post here, which will be a um, a code that you can just ch- uh, log into the checkout, and it'll give you a percentage off um, the code. So we'll have that running for about a week, so you'll have a, a week to get on. Um, we'll just release some new hoodies, which are, are pre-ordered, so you can actually pick what size you are and, mm. and order that, and they're going to be out within the next week or two. So and that's the um, one that Chad was modelling the yeah, other day. Yeah, so Ch- Chad um, Chad Wingard. Uh, He's doing a fair bit of stuff um, with us and, and the brand, um, but yeah, the, the jumpers are pretty cool. We're pretty excited by the by the jumpers that we're bringing out. Um, obviously, all our stuff we we rely on quality and and um, making the the people happy, which we've had great feedback from the, the first run of jumpers. But this run uh, we're doing a little bit different, so that people can actually pick their their size if they're an extra small or a, you know double extra large or a triple extra large. They can actually purchase them. Mm. Um, rather than us not having the size in. So we'll have the promo code up, which, um, yeah, I hope you guys use, and I hope you um, hope you enjoyed the close. No, that's great, Jackson. Appreciate it. I think the, the fans will. I guess on a, on a final note, one thing, and I was saying it to you before, I feel like 
when uh, when I look at your posts on Facebook and your, your comments, you you have a real passion for the the Port Adelaide fans. Would that be would that be correct in saying? Yeah, spot on. I mean, our our fans are, are what we do for. I think um, you know, without out our fans and without the people that come and support us on weekends, we're we're nothing as a, as players and nothing as a as a club. I think um, you know, I was very uh, growing up. I was very passionate about my footy club. And, I was always with my dad, um, you know, family time would go down and watch the footy or we'd go down to training or, um, so growing up I was probably very lucky that I had my father's support with that sort of side of things and it really showed me about, you know, what it is to, to support your club and, um, you know, just being in, in with, with our club, it's, you know, the day that I actually got to the footy club I felt at home and, um, you know, I played in the Maggies with Tim Ginova who probably drilled it into me a bit more about how good this footy club is and the you know, the family aspect of it, but then, you know, the history that we've had as a, as a football club and not only the history, but you've now got to make your, you know, you got to make the present, make the future and, and make your own history, which um, which is pretty exciting for us as a group. I mean, we've got a, a good young group, but yeah, as you said, the supporters, um, I like to interact with them and just so they realise that, we, you know, we're normal people, we're not, mm. not no different to, to anyone else. Obviously, our job puts us in the, in the spotlight and puts us out there a little bit more than what some other people are, but... You know, we're pretty normal, pretty down to earth, and um, yeah, we really do appreciate the support we get. I, I think coming out onto Adelaide Oval in front of fifty-five thousand, singing um, the Never Tear Us Apart, I think that's probably one of the the most inspiring things that you you know we'll probably ever see. Maybe apart from the, hopefully the grand final, but um, yeah, we're just very fortunate and lucky that we're able to go out there. I think every time. I'll, I go out there, Alipato, my best mate, turns to me and goes, just have a look around and I sort of get caught up before the start of the game, looking mm. around at, at the people and how passionate that they are and we are as, as players and then we're able to go into battle and, and try and you know, win that battle for, for not only our team but the supporters, our families and um, everyone else associated with the footy club. It's been, well, what what the supporters did last year with the, the Never Tear Us Apart and holding the scarves, it's a revolutionary for AFL football and it... I can imagine running as an amateur sports person, you guys as a pro walking out there to that sort of atmosphere would be spine tingling. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. I think you look at um, Liverpool. We were lucky enough to, to go over there with Burgess and, and see their um, mm. you know their start of their games. But um, just to, to mate, you, you, words don't describe how good it is when you're actually out the field. And I think um, you know you speak to a lot of the players from other teams who you got you probably mates with or whatever, and you, they actually just how. Scary it is for them to come out when they're we're singing that song, and I think um, you know in that last game against Richmond, that final, I think it was you know it was unbelievable. We got the loudest I've ever heard it, and then mm. obviously the the boys go out and perform how they did. Mm. Um, it's probably scary to think how how much better it's going to get. Mm. Um, you know, being a bit uh, naive, there, I suppose it was it was brilliant this year, but it's going to be better. And obviously the the club's doing a fantastic job with pre-game and. And what they do to um to get the crowd involved and all the stuff that's going around Adelaide over mm. the time of the, of the game, I think it's you know it's growing, and I think that's that's the exciting part for us. And you know we want to be a part of it as much as what everyone else does. And, and obviously our our job's there to, to get the job done on, on game day, which um yeah the boys did a terrific job last year, and, and hopefully we can um we can improve on that this year. And obviously that that never tears apart is going to get bigger and, and better, which is which is scary to think. Be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Jax, I won't take up any much more of your time. Thanks for that. We'll get that code sorted. We'll uh, put it up on Facebook and Big Footy. And um, well, I appreciate your generosity and your time. And we'll speak again soon later in the year. Perfect, mate. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
Great work there, Rick. And once again, a huge thank you to Jackson Trengo for giving up his time to talk to us on the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. Look, to get a 15% discount on Shiloh Clothing, go to their website at shilohclothing.com.au. That's S-H-I-L-A-H clothing.com.au. And once you've chosen the items you like, head to the shopping cart and type Power Big Footy, which is one word, Power Big Footy, under the coupon and you'll receive a 15% discount on your order. Thanks once again to all our listeners for tuning in. We really do love you guys and Look, we're very humbled by the support that we get. Um, if you have a suggestion for the show or have some feedback, feel free to get in touch um, on either the Bigfooty forums um, and you can also chat to us on Facebook at Bigfooty Power and also on Twitter at Bigfooty Power. Uh, speak to you all next week. Can't put out late. Wines, grey, fancy, well done. Still grey. Hamble's good. West off. Could kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. 